Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Welcome everybody. Hey, how's your year going so far? I really hope that it's going well. You're enjoying your 2017. So I have been sitting with, living with my word of the year for a week now (laughs) since we last talked in the most recent podcast episode. And I told you at that time that my word was sacred and that what I really was interested in about that word was showing up for my own values in my life and making way for seeing and experiencing and putting into action those values, moments of awe and wonder, what is most important to me. And interestingly, what I found throughout the past week is that when I was taking some time to reflect on my word, I kept thinking about it in a more active way with the word devoted, which is one of the other words that I was considering. And really that, I think, go hand in hand in many ways. So I'm adding that on (laughs) as my support word. Um, And What I like about both of these is that they're calling me to showing up for something I'm thinking about as love in action. Um, I think maybe that's my second (laughs) support word or phrase. Um, As you can see, there aren't really rules to this process. You just kind of see what is resonating with you is probably a good way to put it. So today I want to talk about something that I think falls under the auspices of love in action, which is also one of the biggest challenges for most yoga practitioners, which is practicing regularly. Here's why I'm categorizing this under love in action as one possible way to think about it. Because I think that when we have a consistent yoga practice, whatever that means for you, I think that's different for everybody, then it is a way to create a container for ourselves to have this opportunity to check in, to be quiet, to listen, and to connect with and know our own bodies and selves more. So I want to talk about the challenge of practicing regularly because when we can find our way through that challenge, which doesn't mean ignoring it or pretending like it doesn't exist or getting rid of it, but rather seeing it and finding our own way through it, then we have more space for that time to connect with ourselves. So I have probably said this before, but I think none of us can hear it too often. I honestly do not know anyone who doesn't struggle with practicing regularly, at least from time to time. But honestly, 
I think most of the time. <laughs> Pretty much everyone I know who is a yoga teacher, a yoga student, and of course teachers are always students. Um, it just is a challenge. This is a human challenge, I think. So here's where I think we make this challenge even more challenging for ourselves. And it's when we have to put extra energy into deciding from day to day if we're going to practice or not. Do you know what I mean? I have a feeling you've experienced this. So in case you haven't, in case this is a brand new concept to you, I will share that for me, I have spent Caboodle, I think that's that uh, makeup case from the 80s, um, mini oodles <laughs> of time exerting this energy. So what it looks like is, you know, you wake up in the morning and you think, okay, I'm going to practice yoga um, as soon as I finish having breakfast or whatever, you know, you've set a time that you're going to do it. And then something intervenes in your day and you don't do it at that time, or maybe you had it scheduled for later in the day. And then the rest of the day, it continues to come up over and over and over again. So if you missed that time in the morning, then you may get into a negative cycle where you're thinking, gosh, why didn't I get that done? How did I let this or that interrupt me? Um, if you don't get into that negative cycle, you still have a portion of your mind that is thinking, okay, when am I going to fit my practice in? Is it on my lunch break? Is it after work? Is it once the kids go to bed? You know, whatever. You're thinking about that time. You're just putting this kind of ongoing running energy that you might not even be super consciously aware of, but it's there running in the background throughout much of your day, if not sometimes even all of your day. Um, so that's where that energy is going to. And I think when we are you know how when your computer is running a bunch of stuff and then it just slows down and you're like, what's wrong with my computer? And then you close out some apps or screens or whatever and suddenly it's running better. I think that's kind of the same thing that's happening for us here. You know, we have these processes running in the background thinking about when is our yoga practice going to happen. And it can make us feel more negative about practicing than I think is definitely necessary um, and helpful. So it's definitely neither of the <laughs> neither of those things. So I want to share what helps me to shift out of that because I think when we're running that process in the background, it can really cause us to lose steam, get tired, lose hope and get further away from what we wanted for our practice. So recently I had this idea personally for my own practice and I wanted to share it with you. Um, it was one of those things that just kind of flashed into my mind out of nowhere and I always feel like those are thoughts that I should be listening to because I wasn't thinking about this at the time. It just kind of came in um, I would say randomly, but <laughs> probably not randomly. But so here was the idea that I had. What if instead of fighting myself every day, which I am right there with you, if you're experiencing that, what if I just let my mind relax 
stop running that process in the background and stop that whole cycle. I mean, can you imagine how much energy you would free up? To go back to the computer thing, my computer is uh, more than several years old and it started to slow down and I literally closed one app that I didn't even know was on and it like started running so much better. I had been thinking like, I'm going to have to get a new computer. That's how sluggish this thing is. And I closed that one thing and then now it's like basically fine. <laughs> so I just was thinking like, what, what if I did that for myself? I think it can be surprising how much energy you can free up. But here's the question, like how is that going to actually happen? And here's what I came up with. And don't turn this off after you hear this. <laughs> Bear with me for a second. Here's what I came up with. It's making the decision to practice every day. That way, there's no question. You're not running that process in the back of your mind. You just know, I'm going to practice today. Now, I know that you might be a little bit surprised or a lot surprised <laughs> to hear me saying that because you know I am totally not about being harder on yourself as a strategy to practice more. I think that that fails almost every single time, especially in the long run. So that is absolutely not what I mean. Here is what I do mean. I mean expanding your idea of what it means to practice. So I am not suggesting by deciding to practice every day, that means that you are going to get your cute booty onto your mat for, you know, 60 minutes every single day, even if you're sick, even if you're tired, even if you're injured, even if you're busy, even if your family needs something. No, <laughs> that is the exact opposite of what I am suggesting. I am all about yoga working for your actual life because I think that's what makes that last. So what I'm suggesting is expanding your idea of what it means to practice. You let go of that idea of what a practice should be, what it looks like, and let yourself instead have what you actually always wanted from that sort of um, made-up ideal of what a yoga practice is, uh, which is consistency in a relationship with your practice. And actually, I think this is a great time to ask yourself precisely this question. What do you want from your practice? You might try that old technique where you come up with an answer and then keep asking yourself more questions about it, like what else or so what? So for example, if your reason is, I want to practice so I feel better in my body, then you would ask yourself, so what? Why does that matter? And then you might answer something like, when I feel better in my body, I'm happier. So what? When I'm happier... I'm more at peace with myself and in my relationships. So what? <laughs> when I'm more at peace with myself and in my relationships, I'm free to 
live life on my own terms. So you keep just drilling down until you can't keep going and then that is your underlying reason. And it's rare that that underlying reason would require you to spend a long amount of time practicing on even any given day. What's more likely is that that underlying reason is one that is more about showing up for yourself on a regular basis for any amount of time. That means that some days you practice for five minutes, other days 30 minutes, other days still one deep breath before bed, other days an hour-long in-person class. It all becomes part and parcel of your practice. Now, of course, this can be a tricky balance not to let your mind overrun you and tell you what your practice should be or that what you're doing doesn't quote-unquote count. It's also good to just look at those reasons that you come up with and see if any are to please someone else other than yourself. Here is what I do when those thoughts about my practice not counting come up for me because, of course, I still have those thoughts. <laughs> um, you know, I just do my best to remember that underlying reason and why I want a regular practice in the first place, which is it connects me with myself, it helps me feel better in my body, mind, and spirit. And it's one of the few times during the day when I'm not in front of a screen or otherwise distracted. And when I remember those things, it's easier for me to let go of my tight grip on what my practice should be. Because in my experience, when I should my practice to death, I ultimately end up doing very little or nothing. So what I find is the more tightly I grip onto, I have to do my practice in this way, and if I don't, it doesn't count, ultimately, the less I end up doing, because that is not sustainable. I've created something that doesn't work for my life, and then I end up doing nothing. So basically, I get the opposite of what I wanted from that really tight-gripped approach. But when I ease up, and commit to doing something, whatever is possible on that day, every day, and when I give myself the grace, peace, and freedom for that to be anything from one deep breath that lasts, you know, five seconds or whatever, to a class, to whatever, then I actually get what I wanted. (laughs) And I get it in a much more lasting and transformative way because I don't give up because I've created something that doesn't work for my life. This whole thing is so counterintuitive to what we're taught, but I think it makes sense when you break it down, and you may have definitely seen it in your own life or in someone else you know's life, that if being harder on yourself equals not doing anything, and I'm talking about in the medium to long term. So oftentimes we can take this kind of white-knuckled approach for a certain amount of time. But it is unusual that that lasts for a long time. So, the heart of a decision. (laughs) 
I also believe that letting yourself come from this more intuitive, adaptable approach may ultimately lead to longer practices if that's something that you really, really want. Because it's built out of your love for practice, what it's doing for you in your life, rather than shoulds. I honestly think that that's neither here nor there, but I wanted to say that for people who feel like they really are wanting a longer practice. So I encourage you to give this a try this week. See what it's like to commit to practicing every day for one week and letting yourself see what it means to practice, expanding your idea of that. It may or may not involve your yoga mat. It may or may not involve a quote-unquote yoga pose. It might be meditation. Just see what happens. Be curious about it. And let me know how it goes. Let's take a breath together to close. We'll inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself, exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on.